What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I am Pete. This is Evan. And today, we've got about a half dozen topics, most of which are actually locally based, which is a rarity. Usually, we're talking about national issues, but there's a lot of crap going on locally that we need to talk about together. So we're going to start off with probably the most ridiculous thing you'll hear us talk about all day, and that is about, and I'm sure you guys have heard the story, uh, an 11-year-old boy dressed in drag at a gay bar in Brooklyn, having dollar bills thrown at him. And Evan, this is just a perfect example of how the left is sexualizing the young, and especially in ways that probably aren't conducive to their development. Yeah, this is probably the most important thing I've heard of ever yeah, maybe this is bad um, this is on the level of people not everyone on the left but there are people on the left more the far left who are trying to normalize pedophilia by calling them that are pedophiles minor attracted persons <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what this is exactly what it is you're taking an 11 year old boy apparently mm-hmm. this boy is famous he's been on tv and all this other stuff okay his parents should be locked up i don't understand Seriously. how cps hasn't been called but this is this is how you normalize the sexual sexualizing children and by taking a child, dressing him up as Gwen Stefani, and having dollar bills thrown at him on stage at any bar. It doesn't matter that it was a gay bar. I don't care that it was a gay bar. It matter that you had an 11-year-old child on stage, and you sexualized this child to the point where he's essentially a stripper. Yeah. He kept his clothes on, thank God. Oh, allegedly, he kept his clothes on, assuming that he did. Hmm. Um, but, you know, this is, this is where the left is moving, because you have to accept everyone for who they are. So you have to accept this 11-year-old kid... Who knows where this kid came up with this? His parents could have convinced him that this was a good idea. This is the problem because children are very, very impressionable. Mm -hmm. So by telling this kid that it's okay to be sexualized, now you open the door for it to be, oh, well, if his parents are okay with it, why not let him have a relationship with a 35-year-old man? Mm -hmm. Because that's where the slope is going. Thank God nothing happened at that that bar. And not that every person in the gay bar is attracted to minors. But the fact that this bar went for this and allowed this and that people accepted this is highly, highly disturbing. Yeah, I mean, you've hit it right on the head, and it's getting more and more ridiculous. Uh, the, the hypersexualization of the left, I mean, it's been happening since the 60s, you know, free love and all that shit, and while we're certainly not opposed to premarital sex, since we're both repeat offenders with repeat people... Uh, this is not something that is developing in a positive direction. Uh, having kids, like Evan said, doing a, almost a burlesque routine, a stripper routine, at a gay bar, having dollar bills thrown at them. I mean, what kind of message is that sending to this kid? It's reinforcing, hey, it's okay to dress and drag. And look, we have nothing against transgender people or anything. Like, do you. If that's what you want to do, do you. But I have a firm belief, and I'm sure Evan has this, I'm sure many of you do too, and it's common knowledge that your prefrontal cortex is not developed until you're 25 years old, on average. So, this kid's 11 years old. Clearly, his prefrontal cortex has not been developed, and he's not even halfway to that being developed. So, I'm sure that somewhere along the way, he was told that this is okay, that it's acceptable. Obviously, he's been pushed to do this for attention, because like Evan said, if he's been on TV, and and he's been publicized about this, then this isn't something new for him, which actually, I think, makes it worse. And and to top that all off, them throwing dollar bills at him uh, is just reinforcing that this is good behavior that he should carry over into adulthood. Now, if this is what he wants to do when he's 25... So be it. Be my guest. We're not going to tell him how to live his life, nor should we. But this is this is just 
I don't even know what to say. He's 11. That That's all it needs to be said. This is an 11-year-old child. First of all, shouldn't be allowed in a bar. Yeah. He shouldn't be allowed in the it's bar. It's supposed to be, what, 18 to be in a bar, 21 and older, obviously, to drink, correct? Yeah. He shouldn't even be in the bar. So yeah. the whole point, it's it, everything on every single level of this is terrible. And th- this is another part of the left where they're trying to push transgenderism on children because they want it to be accepted widespread. Mm-hmm. The amount of transgender people, it's like less than 2%. It's very rare. But if you look at the leftist media, they're going to tell you that it's so widespread. Same thing with gay gay people. What is it? Was one in 10? When we were in high school, they said it was one in 10. Now, if you watch TV, you think that half the people in the world are gay. No. The the human race could not not survive (laughs) if half the population was gay. It doesn't make any sense. Again, we have no problem with gay people. No problem against transgender people. The problem we have is when you push these agendas on children who Mm -hmm. don't know better... They trust adults to teach them the way. And the way is not to be, oh, yeah, you know, when you're 16, we'll let you cut your dick off and take <laughs> hormone therapy. No. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not, that's no, wrong. Yeah, you shouldn't be telling these kids that's the way. Listen, there should be a rule. If you hit 20, 21, 25, whatever the age 20, you want Make to it make, 25. Listen, to yeah. drink is 21. So, what, you know, if we're going to pick an arbitrary number, 21, 25, Five, whatever yeah, it is. 21. And you decide that you want to pay for your own, you know, sex chain surgery, Fine. I don't want to pay for it. Nor should Peter you. doesn't want... You don't want to pay for it, right? No. I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to speak for you, Peter. No. We don't want to pay for it. I don't care if they do it. Yeah. Do I'm not paying for it. And the same thing is I don't want this stuff pushed on children. Mm-hmm. And this and it starts here and then it goes to... There's a bunch of schools now that are teaching that you that men have men straight and all this other... It's a whole bunch of nonsense being spewed. There's too much to even go over in a one hour... In a 30 minute podcast, let alone a three hour podcast mm-hmm. if we're going to. But the point is... These agendas should not be pushed on children because they don't know better. And it puts them down a path that sets them up for failure in the future. Yeah, I mean, the cases of, of transgender people, and again, nothing against them. The cases of them having suicidal thoughts or even committing suicide, it doesn't get better even if they are 25 or older or 21, whatever age, arbitrary age we select. And it doesn't get any better when they have the reassignment surgery because Nicole wrote a great piece about this yesterday on our blog, which you can check out at EmpireStakeAndServerNetwork.com forward slash blog. Um, Just because they they do these things doesn't mean that they're going to feel better about themselves. It's a mental disorder. Up until a few years ago, up until they changed the DSM, it was considered gender dysphoria, which was a disorder which had to be treated. Just like anxiety has to be treated and depression and all these other things. And again, there's nothing... There's nothing, we don't have anything against these people, but by reinforcing that it's okay, and not only that to the people who are actually dealing with it, but to kind of make it, you know, something that impressionable children may pick up on way before they're mentally capable, you know, physically and biologically speaking, it's not right. And uh, hopefully this isn't a trend in the wrong direction for how children are going to be raised. And you hear about this too. We don't have to go too much further into this topic. We can move on. But you hear about, you know, these schools having transgender men coming in and reading stories and trying to show the kids that, hey, this is normal. This is fine. And, and hey, maybe you can aspire to do to be like me one day. Uh, it, it's It's not a great way and a direction to go. It's one thing to be accepting. It's quite another to really push your beliefs onto a child to the point that they're on stage dressed in drag, having dollar bills thrown at yeah, them. Yeah, but the same thing happened with suicide. So suicide was predominantly a mid-teen to late to early 20s issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it varies with the depression and other things like that, but the main sure. perpetrators were in that area. And then all of a sudden you have kids who are like 11 and 12 years old committing suicide because it became normalized. Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, 
it's not a big deal. You know, it's a horrible thing. And things like depression and, you know, no one should be allowed to be bullied. People should be taught to stand up for themselves. Sure. And the other thing, if you have an issue, it should be taught that you should seek treatment. If mm-hmm. you have depression, go see a therapist. Maybe you need antidepressants. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to talk to somebody. If you have schizophrenia, should you just embrace it? No. You should probably get met. You should probably go get help. Yeah. It's the same thing. We are not advocating for violence. We're not trying to ram these people up in camps. We're not advocating for violence. No. We want people who need help to get help. Yeah. And by normalizing things like that, it's dangerous because it happens to it, with depression. Now it's trans. Um, Body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna have the next step is they're trying they are trying to normalize pedophilia. It is it yeah. is what their next step is, and we cannot allow that to happen. Yeah, that's 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 so far removed from what should ever be acceptable. It's it's one of the it's one of if not the worst thing you could do. I'd say it's right up there with murder to sexually abuse a child. It's worse. People a, in prison will kill a pedophile. If you're yeah. a murderer, you get lots of props. You're <laughs> a, a pedophile. A serial kill killer you. Will, yeah. will kill a pedoph- yeah. pedophile because even they who are often sociopaths know that that's still a line you don't cross. You literally don't f with children. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, moving on to well, could be good, could be bad. So it'll and, probably be bad. Yeah, it's, it's Cuomo. It's Cuomo. So pulling a complete one eighty from earlier in his uh, governorship, he now wants to legalize marijuana. In fact, that's one of the top things on his agenda entering the new year in twenty nineteen. It's estimated that it, that the marijuana industry and the taxes that he'll want to bring in. That's right, money. <laughs> money. If you guys can't see what Evan just did. Uh, they're going to bring in upwards of $1.3 billion a year. And, of course, that's not going to offset state taxes or sales tax or anything like that. Or that's just going tax. to justify an incredibly blue legislature to continue to spend our taxpayer money in extremely frivolous and unproductive ways. So what are your thoughts on the... I'm sure it's going to be legalized next year. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to legalize, but at the same time, I don't think the rationale and the 180 he's pulling is a great show. Yeah, no, it's... First of all, this is what the left does. They did the same thing on illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. They They did it on the war in Iraq. They do it on everything. The left flip-flops because as soon as it becomes popular and they realize, oh, you know, people in this certain demographic want it, we need votes. It's what they do. Listen, politicians all over the place flip-flop. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Hillary, Hillary Clinton, gay marriage, Obama, gay marriage, they all they both flip-flop completely. There are quotes saying that they, they strongly are against gay marriage mm-hmm. and then Obama goes ahead and legalizes gay marriage. Mm-hmm. They were extremely against illegal immigration. The second that Trump wants to stop illegal immigration, <laughs> he's a racist. You gotta shut up. This is what they do. They flip-flop when it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. And listen, I have no problem with them legalizing marijuana, regulate it like alcohol, 21 and over, boom. That's you know, fun. but yeah. the, the point is that, you know, it's, it is going to make certain things, you know, not as, you know, safe to do. Because you're going to be out on the weekend, you're going to see a lot of people smoking weed. And a lot of people, when they smoke weed, think that they drive better when they smoke weed. I know, I don't understand you don't. that. No. <laughs> so, we're going to have to raise the laws on... DUIs. On DUIs in terms of marijuana and trying to make that make that, you know, the penalty more harsh because it you need to make sure that people aren't that you treat it like alcohol. Mm -hmm. So drunk driving is very serious offense. Driving while you're high on marijuana needs to be an equally as equally as bad offense. Yeah. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. So you know, prohibition on anything is a bad idea, in my opinion. Except heroin. 
Yeah, well, heroin. We, we got the opioid, you know, crisis, and a lot of that isn't even through heroin anymore. It's because of ridiculously strong pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. given to people after surgeries and extremely traumatic injuries, and they continue to use well past the point where they actually probably need it for the pain. They probably don't need it for the pain, in all honesty. Pain's not that bad. How bad could it possibly be? I, I bilateral hernia surgery and didn't take any pills. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it sucks. It's, it's just yeah, but it's not a wise decision because eventually you heal. And you're not dependent on anything at that point. Then you can just live your life afterwards. Well, they told me if I took the medicine, I might get constipated. And if I got constipated, it would reverse the surgery. So I had to make a tactical decision and yeah. just not take the pills. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also the, the risk of addiction, which is obviously something. Now, now, the good thing about marijuana is it's not physically addictive. Mentally, a lot of people turn to it like they would turn to drinking after work or you know shooting up heroin or something like that. But... Uh, I agree with Devin. There, there does have to be um, stricter enforcement now, and you got to watch out for it more. I mean, obviously, you see people still driving high, drunk, whatever, all the time. It might become a little more prevalent initially. Like, I, I think there was there was a study done in Colorado when they first legalized it, and there were actually a lot of people who were getting into accidents or who were being pulled over for driving under the influence, and it wasn't alcohol. It was marijuana. So, obviously, I think that's going to be a short-term setback. Obviously, I think that's just going to bring in more revenue to a state government that doesn't need it uh, or deserve it. But uh, I think overall it's a net positive, and I'm glad that it's going to be something that's going to be legalized now. You don't have to go to your local drug dealer to get. Yeah, but another thing you do have to look at that Cuomo will probably try to do this to restrict firearms more than New York State that they will require you to take a drug test when you go to buy a firearm. And if you test positive for marijuana, you will not be allowed to buy that firearm. Yeah. So if this does go through, make sure that you watch this closely because they're gonna, I guarantee you, guarantee you they're going to try to sneak that in. Because mm-hmm. Cuomo is very, very sneaky and he's still coming for our guns. And we really need to go after the SAFE Act. And But that will be, we'll get more into that on the next second. Yeah, I mean, they're going to look the to pass. Pe- right. And they're going to look to pass the SAFE Act 2, which is even more stringent than the original oh, version of it. So let's move on. Another thing about Cuomo. So obviously, you guys have probably seen the commercials about single payer healthcare system that New York is trying to pass. And it's going to add between 100 to 139 billion billion with a b dollars to our state budget which is not smart considering our state budget is slightly above that so definitely not a good thing to add and look i understand the left always wants to i feel like a lot of policies let's back this up from the left they come from a good place you don't want anyone to struggle you don't want anyone with a pre-existing condition to have to pay up the ass for insurance that evan or i who are perfectly healthy 30 year old men can get for pennies on the dollar in comparison but uh but these these programs these socialized healthcare programs they're incredibly unproductive it's extremely hard to get good quality care you're going to really push a lot of doctors away from it not so that i saw a stupid fucking article about the nih in in the uk and how a doctor was uh was upset that they might try and steer away from that in the near future so we moved to another country because you felt it was his duty but a lot of doctors we know doctors uh they're not going to be willing to take a pay cut just to treat everybody um there's there's a lot of issue with this and you know what, what are your thoughts on the potentiality of this single-payer healthcare system which luckily doesn't have legs yet but blue legislature very blue legislature yeah. for the next two years um i have a problem with any time the government wants to take control of health care i have a problem with it mm-hmm. and if you read my blog post i brought up the case of alfie evans in england 
who was this very, very little baby who the English government said, we can't treat him and he has to die. And the parents said, we want to take, we don't want to take him off life support. And they said, no, we're taking him off life support. Mm-hmm. Parents were literally giving him CPR to keep him alive. The Italians offered to take him and try experimental treatment. The British government said no. Mm-hmm. They put an armed guard outside of a baby's hospital room to ensure the parent could not take his child for treatment. When the government controls the healthcare system, they control who lives and who dies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you got pancreatic cancer? Well, you know, the success rate's not great. Where you, you don't get any treatment. We'll just kill you off in, you know, six yeah. months. That's what will happen. It happens. This literally happens in other countries yeah. with socialized medicine. Because you people complain about private companies not covering pre-existing conditions. The government, once they control the whole healthcare system, they literally get to decide what they're going to cover and what they're not going to cover. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go, well... You know, Trump just put the thing to uh, give more money for people with HIV. Mm-hmm. So let's say the government controls the healthcare system. You know what? HIV, we don't really care about that anymore. No more money for HIV. Everyone with HIV gets AIDS and dies. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So I'm not a fan of any type of socialized medicine. I don't want any type of state-funded med- um, healthcare. Listen, should do we need a better system than the one we have? Yes. But the answer is not to give the government control of the healthcare system. Yeah, and, and this is perhaps... In my opinion, and obviously, you know, I'm still learning just like we all are about all these different aspects of the government and and different industries that essentially run our lives. But I think healthcare is the most complex. And it's because the commingling between the government and private industry that insurance rates in the private sector are incredibly high unless you get catastrophic. Which you know might be worthwhile for me or Evan, but may not be worthwhile for someone with a pre-existing condition who has to see a doctor many times a year or many doctors many times a year. So it's a very complicated issue. And but Evan hit it right on the head. Government never makes anything better. It always makes it worse. It always makes it unproductive. And like he said, they literally decide who lives and who dies. What types of conditions do get preferential treatment under the law and which ones do not? It's not a situation you want you, your family members, or your loved ones to be in. So it's not something that we should advocate. And I pray that in the next couple of years, until we can hopefully unseat a lot of these blue legislators in the state legislature, uh, that that we don't have to deal with this. But unfortunately, they're already advertising it on commercials and trying to appeal to people who are struggling at present to pay for health insurance. And they're playing on their emotions because I thought Obamacare was this savior and be all end all. Obamacare was garbage. It was complete garbage. Yeah, it's completely unconstitutional. I'm glad that finally a federal judge had the balls to do it. Unfortunately, had to. It took until he was out of office because he really. You know, people talk about Trump demonizing the media and people who are against him. Trump hasn't thrown anyone in jail. The worst thing he did was he took away Jim Acosta's press pass for a he week. He deserved it, and he, he deserved is a child. It. And when a child misbehaves, you take away their privileges. Yes, but. Uh, you know, he, he had Dinesh D'Souza under house arrest for a very minor infraction for political campaign donations. I love Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, His a, books are excellent. Yes, yeah, he's, a, he's a great brown man. So we're going to move on now to something else, and we're going to talk about Cuomo again. So if you guys aren't familiar, there's a Crystal Run scandal going on between uh, uh, Governor Cuomo. God, I almost said President Cuomo. Could you imagine oh, how awful that oh, would be? Oh, God, so, be terrible. So there's... A, there, there's 
been a scandal going on, and it's it's not a relatively unknown thing, but the media hasn't covered it very well. That was this, this organization called Crystal Run Healthcare for potentially illegal donations in a pay-to-play scheme. It's a for-profit healthcare organization that apparently paid quite a bit of money to uh, his campaign. And while there has been a Freedom of Information Act filed to try and see just how deep this corruption and this conspiracy goes, it's been denied because it was quote-unquote too broad. I highly doubt that they're going to make this information public because it's, I'm sure it's going to incriminate many people at Crystal Run Healthcare and people in Cuomo's campaign, if not Cuomo himself. So... Obviously, Evan, not surprising whatsoever. This is who we're dealing with at the governor level. Yeah, no, and Cuomo is just... I'm not surprised at all that Cuomo is involved with something that is underhanded and illegal. And if you live up in mid... Well, for us, it's upstate, but it's more mid-state to upstate. You're Central familiar with... Yeah, you're yeah. familiar with Crystal Run. Uh, my parents have a house in Rock Hill, and I see the Crystal Run signs all the time for their medical care. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Northwell okay. um, down here. But I'm not surprised at all. And, you know, Cuomo's a shady guy. He's been a shady guy. And his dad was a piece of... You know, this is, this is something that runs in their bloodline. He's, he's not a good person. And the problem is... The real issue is, and we really need to do, is we need to get him out of office. Yeah. That's, like, honestly, whatever happens with this, we'll find out. This is something we're going to have to wait on. But we need... Next time he's up for re-election, which is... 2020. 2020, unfortunately... Um, we people need to get out and vote, and that's what we've been. That's what we've been trying to partner with uh, with other people, mm-hmm. um, trying to just get conservatives registered, conservatives voting, because we can outvote New York City. Everyone, I understand why people don't understand this. Yes, New York City has a population of what eight million people. Mm-hmm. Many of those people, one, don't vote, mm-hmm. two, or illegal immigrants and not registered to vote. Mm. So well, that doesn't matter in this state. They're going to get driver's licenses next year under Cuomo. Not if we stop. Well. But the point is that we have to, you can't be apathetic when it comes to voting. No. If, listen, if you're uninformed and you don't care, you're probably not listening to this. Yeah. So I'm not speaking to you. Yeah. Okay? I, was, I was talking to Valerie about this. She goes, honestly, she's like, honestly, I don't vote because I don't know what I'm voting for. And I'm, I don't really, you know, it's probably not really good know. If you are uninformed, you should not vote. No. You should not be voting just to get go get your I voted sticker. Just because, yeah, just because you have the right doesn't mean that you should go through with it. Exactly. A lot of people who are uninformed end up for voting for things that they don't understand what they're voting for. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, well, I like Hillary Clinton, so I'm going to vote for her. I'm like, well, do you know where she stands on this issue? No. Okay. So where do you stand on the issue? There. Okay. Well, she, no, she stands on the other side of that. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have voted for Yeah, no, really. <laughs> so if you're uninformed, you shouldn't vote. No. You don't have to vote. Not. You know it. This is America. You do not have to vote. But if you are a concerned citizen, especially conservative in New York, and you want to get rid of Cuomo, then you need to get out and vote. If yeah. you want to get rid of him, you have to do your part. A lot of There were a lot of years where I just didn't go out and vote because, honestly, I didn't care. Right. But once I really started getting into politics and I really understood the difference between liberalism and conservatism, I have voted every year since then. Mm-hmm. And I have not voted for one Democrat because I cannot stand them and they are all terrible. Yeah, they really are all terrible. And and you hit it on the head. One of our first episodes, you mentioned the SAFE Act and how there are 4 million registered gun owners in New York State. And we talked about the governorship race and how Cuomo got slightly over 2.5 million votes for the entire state. Marl Naro got about 1.5 million votes and the rest of the people got next to nothing. No one voted. Right. Nobody voted. 70% on average every election cycle. 70% of New Yorkers, 70% do not vote. And that 
is just as applicable, like Evan said, in the city and in the areas where everyone's like, oh, well, we're not represented, you know, we can't outvote them. Yes, you can. If every gun owner, just to repeal the SAFE Act, just to get Cuomo out of office, went out there, registered, and voted against them, guess what? We would have a different governor, we would have a different legislature, and hopefully, if we can get some real conservatives running next time around, instead of these establishment conservatives, these neocons, then our state would be in a much better position than it is now. But unfortunately, you know, Molnar wasn't an attractive candidate and there weren't any great alternatives. And we're just going to have to get the word out and try again in 2020. So, uh, a couple of fun things to finish on. So, first off, our favorite congresswoman, Jesus Christ, how can you get dumber? She posts something else oh my God. about how she has to take a self-care leave. And I'm going to write... I'm going to she read, hasn't started her job yet. I know. I don't understand that. But I'm going to read verbatim her tweet. For working people, immigrants, and the poor, self-care is political. Not because we want it to be, but because of the inevitable shaming of someone doing a face mask. Don't know what that means. While financially stressed. So I've decided to take others along with me on Instagram as I learn what self-care even means and why it's important. So there are other tweets that she compounded on. She used to do yoga three to four times a week. She used to eat nutritiously. She was eating rice, obviously not very nutritious. But now she apparently falls asleep in her makeup, in her business wear, and she's eating junk food all the time because she's so stressed and overwhelmed. Lady, you haven't even started your fucking job yet. And you're burnt out already? My God! Honestly, when I read this, it was so stupid that I literally blacked out. I woke up on the floor because I could not believe that someone could be this. First of all, you haven't started the job, yeah, at all. Yeah, she has not started working. Okay, you campaigned. You mm-hmm. wanted to be a politician. That is part of being a politician. Yeah, you need a vacation before the job starts. Mm-hmm. That's like when I was going for the police departments, and as I'm going through the processing. The week before the academy starts, I go, you know what? I need a week off because I'm just so drained from interviewing and doing <laughs> Are you kidding me? You haven't even done anything yet. It, it, and then she then she has the audacity, the audacity to make it into a political statement mm-hmm. in terms of minorities and, and working people class color. people. Oh and, are you kidding me? <laughs> no one has ever told... Listen, this is America. You want to make it and you don't have a job that pays you over a hundred grand a year, you got to bust your ass. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You should take time for yourself and people should learn how to sure. take time for yourself. But the fact that she took this and made it a political movement for basically her constituents is beyond ridiculous. This woman will not last in power. I guarantee you, if she couldn't One ha- term. She, she can't handle it. She cannot handle it. Yeah. She couldn't handle campaigning and then not working. Yeah. She hasn't done anything since, since November. What has she done? Nothing. Nothing. She's been to what a few. She can't few, do a few, anything. She's yeah. been to a few events that they have for incoming Congress. Yeah, but she can't. Yeah, we're right. She, she hasn't done. She, she hasn't not done anything. She literally can't do anything yet. And you know what's funny about this? And I hate to give anybody in Congress on the left any credit. Nancy Pelosi is like eighty years old, legitimately eighty years old. Diane Feinstein, same thing. Yeah, she's old. You know, even Maxine Waters is old. Old and crazy. For decades. And yes, they may not have to campaign nearly as hard because just like Chuck Schumer and our She state, barely had to campaign. She was essentially running unopposed. Yeah. Well, after, after she after beat Joe primary. Yeah, That was the, the hard part. Yeah. After the primary, she was essentially unopposed. So she's been doing basically nothing for six months. Yeah. 
what photo shoots? Come on, let's, let's be real here. I work basically three. With if you add them in the podcast, I work like five jobs. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't take maintenance days. I don't need time off before I start a job. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no. It- Ugh, I, I just don't understand. And, it, and it's funny because, you know, we joke about it. We're not the only conservative network or pundits to joke about this. But it's it's so true. It just seems like every we do this every few days. Tuesday and Friday. We're, every we're week. We're always talking we're, about something stupid that she said. Yeah. It's always new. Just when we think it can't get dumber. It can't get more stupid. Three days later, sure enough... Something dumber has been said. And this, I, I can't wait to see what's next. This is almost, like, exciting. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I want to see what happens by Friday that we're going to be talking about regarding I hope she has to resign from her seat because she's too worn out. And it's not fair because uh, people of color aren't used to being Congress people, so we don't have the structure set up to help us get through a year in, in, in the House of Representatives. Yeah. You know it's the next thing she's going to say. If she says that verbatim... I want somebody to send me a check for a million dollars. I don't care who it is. Oh. Well, anybody. Yeah. Literally crowdfunded. But I'm pretty sure I just called that. Yeah, I'm sure. So the last thing, it's, it's a fun thing, too, that we're going to talk about, is that the New York ban on nunchucks has been in effect since 1974, was just ruled unconstitutional by a federal court. This crazy motherfucker who started this crusade in 2000, and this case went all the way to Supreme Court in 2010, and he lost, but he continued to appeal, and finally... No, no he didn't lose. They kicked it back down. Oh, they kicked so, it back down? So, yeah, so they said it wasn't their issue. They were, getting, they were okay. kicking it back to New York. More or less, this guy's been paying for litigation for almost two decades because nunchucks were taken from his house. A, this guy is insane because it's so not worth it over a pair of nunchucks. B, just buy another one. Do you think people are going to be monitoring you, like, practicing your nunchucks in your living room? But we, all, we, we appreciate his, his struggle. We, should, we appreciate your zeal, sir. Yeah, so... I love nunchucks. I mean, nunchucks are great, but still. Um, but anyway, finally, they're not as constitutional, and guess what saved it? The Second Amendment. Bam! So, obviously, it's a portable thing that you can bring to defend yourself, and it was initially put into place because Bruce Lee movies were starting to come out. You know, well, they had all come out because he was dead by then. But, yeah, they were afraid that gangs and other you know hooligans would be using it, which never happened because... You know, they're very hard to use. They're not you easy to, be, to use. Yeah, you have to be trained. It's two, essentially, batons held together by a chain. Yeah. It's not easy to wield. No. And it's not easy to maneuver either. Uh, so, yeah. So, we thought that was funny, and we thought we'd bring that to you. Yes. But the important thing is that it was ruled unconstitutional because of the Second Amendment, which Justice leaves us an opening to get rid of the SAFE Act. Yes. Well... They're not going to. They're do not that. going to. But we need to do is we need They'll to put, bend on the nunchucks. But what we need to do is put politicians in place to attack the Safe Act we need or to file that. suits to attack the Safe Act. Because if a ban on nunchucks is unconstitutional, how is a ban on any on any firearm constitutional? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. What part of shall not be infringed do people not understand? Apparently. The entire set, the entire it, phrase. It's apparently very so. Yeah. Shall not be infringed means you cannot make restrictions on law-abiding citizens' ability to possess and protect themselves. Protect themselves, possess firearms, and protect themselves. Yeah. So well, this this really does leave an opening. Unfortunately, this is New York, and people are becoming very apathetic. So what we need to do is we need to try to organize. We really do, and this is the biggest thing that we've been telling people, and the real reason why we did start this because we want to save the state. Mm-hmm. We do. 
I don't want to. I don't want to have to move. Me neither. But I, I want to stay here. I want to stay near my family. I want to be able to be, live my life in New York. This is where I was born. This is where I was raised. This is the state that I love. It's you know nationalism before the United States was United States. You know people stood by their state. This is what we, this is literally conservatism. True statism. This is literally what conservatism is. It's you know the state level first. So what we need to do is fix this state. So what we need to do is organize together, band together. We need to get politicians who are going to take down the SAFE Act because it is definitely 100% unconstitutional. Yes, it absolutely is. And that's why, like we were talking about earlier, we need to get out there and vote. So if you're not registered, registered. I know there's not a huge election coming until 2020, but that gives us time to mobilize, to go to other conservatives who may have given up and think that we can't undo all the damage that's been done. We can. That's the beautiful thing about our government. But we have to get real politicians. We'll be having some of those on in the new year, so stay tuned for that. But we're gonna ha- we need Very real politicians. Insane. Yes, we're gonna have real politicians in office that are actually gonna want to change shit, and not these neocons who are just as bad as the Democrats who are pushing the state bluer and bluer. And as the Cato Institute suggests, every two years. 50th out of 50 in terms of economic freedom, among other freedoms. I don't want my state blue, and I don't want my balls blue. Right. Had to so, be said. Uh, so, <laughs> guys, if you like this episode, I can't, I can't imagine you would after hearing that, please feel free to leave us a five-star review, like this, share this with other conservatives you know in and around the state, and uh, feel free to check out our website. Evan's going to go over a laundry list of all of those things in just a second. But for that, I am Pete. This is Evan. We're signing off. Oh, and one more thing. If you guys like this content, if you've been following us for a while since the midterm elections, please consider donating. All you have to do is go to EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash donate. There's a few different options. Obviously, the more you pay on a monthly basis, the more perks you'll get. You can also do a one-time donation if you're more comfortable with that. And we appreciate any thing you can afford especially during this time of the holidays where everyone will be broke as of the end of next week so for that i'm pete this is evan we're signing off we're going to be coming back at you friday i'll be doing a solo show either tomorrow or thursday but until then don't let fear take your freedom haha <laughs>